Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution podcast, the ultimate destination for all you incredible working moms out there. I'm Jocelyn Young, a certified life and mental health coach, and my mission is to help busy working moms succeed in their careers without sacrificing their well-being and relationships with their kids and family. This show is your guide to creating transformational change in you as a working mom, where you'll discover your own empowering, actionable tips and tools. We'll dive into inspiring stories and topics such as nurturing your well-being, setting boundaries, managing time effectively, and cultivating self-compassion. So join me here every Wednesday as we revolutionize how you show up as a working mom, which makes remarkable changes in yourself, your family, your career, and the world around you. Remember to hit that subscribe button and let's go on this transformative journey together. Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution Podcast. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey everyone, a quick announcement before we dive into today's episode. Do you love a good checklist to maintain your organization and alleviate the overwhelm that comes with the multitasking of a working mom's life? Well, then don't miss out on our monthly checklist for working moms. This free invaluable tool will guide you in staying organized every month of the year. Just go to www.empoweredworkingmomrevolution.com to grab it for yourself. Hey there, working moms. I am super excited to be sharing this episode today with you where I had the honor of having conversation with Brie and Jeanette about spirituality as a tool to tend to your spiritual well-being. This was such a fun and insightful and enlightening conversation as I always love uh, diving into different aspects of spirituality and our spiritual well-being. But I'm I'm excited for you to hear how using spirituality as a practice and as a tool can help tend to your spiritual well-being because your spiritual well-being is one piece of your well-being that we need to um, give some love to as we talked about in last week's episode with well-being tips for busy working moms and spiritual well-being you know one of the ways i talked about in last week's episode to tend to it is to find meaning and purpose and a great way to do that is explore your spirituality so without further ado let's dive into today's fun conversation today i have two special guests here. We've been having conversations about this as well, about spirituality as a tool to deepen our understanding of our awareness and just how we interact with spirituality um, in our daily life. So first, as you all know, I love to tell a story of how I met these two wonderful human beings. It is Bree and Jeanette, and we met in 2020. Okay, everyone were like, 2020, wasn't that pandemic year? Yes, it was, but we met in January before everything shut the hell down. So <laughs> we were in the same coaching certification program, CLCC, woo-woo, CLCC, and um, we met in person, can you believe it, in person for a weekend retreat to start off our coaching program, and that is how we met, and the rest is history. So um, I'm going to introduce Brie and Jeanette officially. So Brie is a coach for parents of gifted, intense, out-of-the-box neurodivergent children. Her primary focus is coaching clients as they seek to understand and navigate the unique approach to parenting their children's needs. Brie has a background in adult education and has an inherent interest in deep personal growth, mindfulness, and the human experience. 
And Jeanette is an ICF certified empowerment and integration coach, a soul journey mentor, and a personal autonomy advocate. Her purpose is to help humans feel validated in who you are, connected to something greater, and bring purpose to their present lifetime. So welcome to the show, Brie and Jeanette. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> so I am so excited. I was telling them before we hit record, I've been waiting in anticipation for this conversation <laughs> because... Y'all, in all honesty, because you know, authenticity is one of my values, is we have been having this conversation for, gosh, like the past over like, I feel like six months. Like it's been almost a year. I know Brie and Jeanette have been having conversations for a while now about spirituality, but like y'all know, I love talking about spirituality and all the nuances. So we are going to dive right in about how do we each engage in spirituality? So I would love to just hear both of your just stories about how you engage with it in this season of life in spirituality. And then I guess like maybe in that, how you define spirituality for yourself and how that impacts how you engage with it. So anyone would like to go first. <laughs> go Brie, first. Why don't you go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I grew up um, in Boulder, Colorado, which is kind of known to be a very uh, new agey city, at least at the time when I was when I was there. Um, I grew up there and then I went back after college. And um, I actually so I feel like I was steeped in it in a lot of ways. And my mom was very into a lot of alternative things, um, but it kind of fit for the town. Um, and I really, I had to leave, um, and do my own thing. Right. I mean, we all do as we grow up and I feel like I purposely in some ways left it behind. And, um, so, but around the time that I was looking for the coaching program, I mean, I think it's just inherently there for everybody, spirituality and like how it shows up for us is unique. And I feel like, I was called uh, to really make a change with my life um, around 2018, 2019. It took a while. Um, I chose the coaching program because I felt like there was a spiritual sort of foundation to it, um, which is interesting because it's not like it purported to be that, but I just like had a gut feel around it. And um it's been a journey from there um, because I, I, like I said, I purposely left it behind. And so coming back to it has been difficult in some ways. And now I'm like super steeped in like exploring everything and all kinds of angles about spirituality. But for me, the way it shows up in my day to day is mindfulness meditation, which I try to do consistently every day. I, I don't do it every day, but I am um, very proud of where I've gotten with it. And literally I'm like 10 minutes a day is like really good. And I, and it has been great for my overall like physical well-being and mental well-being. And then I've also uh, learned more about what I would call more esoteric tools. So like Akashic records and um, more like journeying kinds of activities to connect with um, 
whoever wants to connect on the other side, the invisible side. Um, and, and yet I very much want to balance the spirituality with a, a very grounded approach to my life, because the bottom line is, is we are human beings having to live lives and take care of our families and, you know, earn money and do the things. And so, you know, that to me is in some ways more important, but what it is really about is a balance. Um, because what I find is I absolutely need the spiritual uh, I don't even know what I call what like side, like I need this in my life because it actually helps me feel, uh, it helps my well being. Yeah. It, I'm hearing like how you define spirituality is something that is connecting you outside of your humanness to feel grounded while being a human being on uh, this earth. Is that I don't know if, is, am I reading that correctly? No, you're such a good coach. Oh, um, I love that. I mean, like you really heard that in there and I didn't say that, but that is exactly the truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that because I was like, oh, I never, I never saw it in that light of like spirituality helping you ground your experience as a human being. I don't think I ever like said that. But hearing you explain your how you interact and engage with it, I was like, oh, that's what it that's what it is. And I was like reflecting on my own experience, like, yeah, that's actually what happened. So <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Jeanette. Yeah. And I just I've enjoyed that so much, Brie, just like hearing because there's so many connection points that we have, and then also like diverging points. Um, where I just feel like it's just always an interesting conversation to hear that, um, your perspective and how you came to it. Um, mine was, uh, I grew up in uh, Christianity. My father was a minister. Um, but very early on, I was like tapping into something else, like having out of body experiences, very young, having an awareness of a past life. Um, so I felt like I straddled. Christianity and spirituality from the beginning, but maybe didn't have, didn't really know what was happening, really didn't have the language. Google wasn't a thing when I was in elementary school, (laughs) like just didn't know um, and had like a lot of strong conviction yet within myself that there was something else happening. Um, And it wasn't until like I left Christianity in my twenties, kind of claiming to my family, like I'm going on my own like spiritual journey. I'm going to find what feels right for me. Um, which was an interesting experience when you kind of let that all go. Um, there's like questions of like, who are you accountable to? What are you accountable to? If you don't know if you believe in God anymore and very, very interesting exploration. And for me, um, similar to Brie, like the coaching was like where I was drawn to. And it wasn't until I was saying yes to that goal of, of being a, a coach that I realized something was missing in my experiences with clients. I was feeling the intuitive nudges and I was like, hmm. I was like, I don't feel like this is satisfying something that's inside me. Um, and it wasn't just, I just ended up finding the Akashic records work after that. And it just was like, it landed. I had, um, it's just like, I was like, this is the thing. Why didn't I look it just like comes in the time it's meant to come in. I think I had to say yes 
to coaching first to find, you know, the, the soul journey work, um, to really understand that. And, uh, when it came in, it was like, everything was alarmed. Like it was like, this is the thing that was, I was experiencing when I was a child. This was the past life stuff that I was curious about and wanting to know more. And then it landed, like I was having dreams and I was feeling like pulled and called, um, to later what I found was that like, um, center line that they talk about, but I was getting intuitive guidance in my dream saying, you got to follow this. And they showed like a rod from my neck to my chest. And it was like bright and like pulsing. And it like, was like, you got to follow that. And that happened. So like, I found the Akashic records that happened. And then I said yes to my first training program. And immediately when I said yes to it, it was like, it, it was just this, I don't know. I felt the ascension symptoms is what they call them. And so when that happened, I was like, this is all aligned. This is here for me. Um, and something that Bree said that I thought about, I was reflecting on in my own work is that like, it's such an individual journey, like how we mm-hmm. each come to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know growing up in the church, there was like, it's a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's in a different way now. Like it's a it's an individual journey with the universe, you know, mm-hmm. and that is so incredibly special that each person gets to find the thing, the tool that resonates for them, that they get to find the thing that pulls them into their expansion and greater awareness of who they are and like what their purpose is in this world. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, Jeanette. I like <laughs> love your story because I resonated with, you know, a lot of that, like coming from the Christian church. And I feel like your journey in the twenties is like what I'm experiencing in my (laughs) forties of like real, you know, like we're talking about like spirituality as like a doorway into something really amazing of connecting and knowing ourselves and just like, like and underneath that umbrella of spirituality are all these different tools underneath. Like spirituality is a tool, but then underneath is all these different ways that you can enter into and experience spirituality. Like, like Christianity religion is I'm at this point where I'm like, that is a tool to experience spirituality. And like you said, Akashic Records, which I'm going to ask, you know, either both of you or, you know, to explain for us, like, what is Akashic Records? None of us, if someone, our audience hasn't heard that before, but like as another tool um, to experience spirituality, like for ourselves. And I love how you said it's an individual journey because just hear from your story, Jeanette, and Bree's story, and I'm just like reflecting on mine, it's like very it is very individual and that like helped me like connect what I grew up knowing I like your relationship with God. Well, it is very individual and you're gonna connect with whether you call it God or universe. I feel like it's all the same thing. It's just something outside of yourself beyond your humanness. So I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your story. Cause I think there's you know, with both of your stories, people can relate to like, where do they find themselves now? So if you're listening, where do you find yourself, right? Like what's your own journey right now and how you see spirituality and how you engage spirituality. So both of you mentioned one tool under the umbrella of spirituality, which is Akashic Records. I have a, like a, 
elementary, well, not even preschool knowledge of it, just because of our, you know, my conversations with each of you. But could you, I guess, share with um, our audience of like, how do you define Akashic Records? And how is it that that's become one of the doorways into um, engaging in spirituality as um, a tool as to deepen your awareness of yourself. I'm going to take it because yeah. I'm like fired up. Like <laughs> I want to try my, try my definition. On. <laughs> it's also um, appropriate because I came to the records because of Jeanette. So yeah. Go Jeanette. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure Brie, it was like a very, I was like, I don't know, check it out. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. It wasn't like you, you know, did anything other than introduce it to me. You did a reading for me and it was like amazing. So oh, yeah. yes. still yeah. one of my most favorite readings. Um, and I, maybe we can talk about that later, but to, <laughs> to speak into what is the Akashic Records, very down to earth way I like to define it is um, imagine like your soul having its own Google. Um, it's just like, want to know anything about your soul um let's just type it in let's just ask an open-ended question and find out the information so um other ways people define it is um the collective consciousness the spirits library the book of life which is something that might resonate for you jocelyn and you know it's like this idea that your name uh carries this vibrational record um, and they say that, you know, every soul, pet, business, event, place, relationship has its own record. So, and there's, it holds the past, present, and future. And so it's a tool where you can go into this, um, you know, this library, so to speak, um, and find information, ask a question, find an information. Um, I often like to really kind of like down, down it to, uh, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, make it very like, um, grounded into regular life. When you are in flow state, when you are, um, connecting with your intuition, I believe these are ways you're tapping into a form of the Akashic records. And I see Brie nodding. So tell me also what you think. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, no, I mean, I love how you described it. Um, cause um, I feel like it's it's uh, very specific to different ways that people experience them. And I think that's really helpful. I um, experienced, so <laughs> I feel a little stuck. Like uh, the Akashic Records to me is totally like opening up a channel. Um, and it's like opening myself in a way where I'm... Um, not trying to do anything. Um, I'm just trying to receive. And for me, I think it starts, it started very much with the pandemic and how I was outside with my dogs, throwing the ball in the driveway and just being with nature. Cause we have lots of plants and stuff in the front and, um, and just like in a way getting in a flow state where I would just like, reflect on things and be really contemplative. And you get into this like really repetitive sort of experience of throwing the ball. And I was listening to different like spiritual podcasts 
And I, I really believe that that was an experience where I was opening up to that like consciousness that, what did you call it? Like the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way, I think I was accessing the records without even doing anything formal. Um, but I say that now knowing more, you know, um, what I, I came to the records because I got curious through um, Jeanette getting a reading from her. And then I sought out my own, um, well, I read first and then I sought out an actual training program that was very basic, but very accessible for me because the more formalized the process, the more difficult it was for me to sit down and do it. And so for me, I actually needed something that made it simple and and then I was able to do it. And so I think how people go into the records, I mean, the more I learned about it, the more there's like really super formal programs that go on a long time. And then there's ones where, you know, people really work with you as an individual and how it works for you. And um, it, there's just lots of different approaches. And I think that like speaks to the individualized experience of just spirituality, that it's, there isn't one way to even access the records that I, people like Jeanette said, like in some ways are accessing them all the time or off and on, and they just don't know it because they haven't been introduced to the concept. And so I, so anyway, that's kind of been my experience with it is that it's really, it, it's sort of mysterious, but kind of not, you yeah. know, I, I actually really appreciate how both of you, because like, learning I learned Akashic records through both Brie and Jeanette so um (laughs) and so like for me to hear like it's not like a super formal thing like like both of you both pointed at like actually when you're in the flow state or you're connecting to that intuitive sense within you is like a doorway similar to how you access the collective it's accessing the collective consciousness i love how you said that jeanette and like um i love how you said brie it's like there's it's really individualized of how you enter into and access this uh this space of spirituality through this akashic records right but almost i'm getting the sense like akashic records is like a title for just like I don't know, maybe this is not the right analogy, but I'm just going to put it out there because y'all, I'm just going to put it out there. Like Akashic Records is like a title for a way to access collective consciousness, just like religion is a way, the title Christianity is a way to access uh, an interaction with God, Holy Spirit. And, but ultimately with any of those things is really, we all have access to that. Like we all have a way to access to that and whether it's through the formality of Akashic records or just like, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I I'm like say, trying to form my thought, but it's like yeah. still forming. Well, <laughs> I would here. say like there's that formal like Akashic records or there's the formal religion or there's like, there's definitely like pathways that have been set out and like from, you know, eons ago. And I think that 
it can be literally as simple as going and laying down on the grass in nature and just being there. Um, that we, I, I just, what's coming to me is like, we as humans make things really complicated and we like, we categorize things and we put things in boxes and, and then we feel bound by those boxes. And some people are protective of those boxes to a, a like shocking degree. And what it does is it, it, um, there's some value to those boxes, but if you get stuck in the box, then, then that's, um, a loss. I mean, essentially, because what it does is it limits your free will. And I really believe that we're not meant to be boxed in and, you know, we actually have to work hard as humans to allow others to be out of the box. I mean, and it's the same thing with spirituality. Like we need to allow people to explore because, well, I can go into a whole big thing, but you know, I mean, like it, it's, it's a gift to other people to like, it's a gift to that individual and it's a gift to others to allow them to explore spirituality in the way that they are called to explore it. Um, because it only allows for more possibilities. And I feel like that's what we need. We need, we always need possibilities. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Bree, and I want to add a couple things to what you said. One, you said that way nicer than I could have. I'm so <laughs> glad you took that one. Cause I'm like, I, I can soapbox about this a lot. Um, but like two things I want to also like, just like spell out more clearly with Akashic Records is when we're talking about flow states, laying on the grass, being in nature, singing, doing mantras, um, all of that is raising your vibration. So ultimately mm -hmm. to access the Akashic Records, you're in a higher vibrational state, which is a match to that higher state of information. So that is one thing I also want to add in as we're talking about this and also free will. This is something that every Akashic reader will say is that and might say differently than maybe going to a psychic. Um, maybe we're all accessing the records, but the thing that's super important to know is free will changes everything. So if the Akashic records are a record of what will happen, what is happening, what has happened, as you make choices, that does change the path. It alters the outcome. So, you know, using the Akashic records as a tool to see into the future isn't actually always the most, like it really isn't helpful because as you make a different decision, different outcomes come out. Mm -hmm. um, so what you want to do when you're using the Akashic records is use it to really empower and validate you. So you already have a gut instinct about something going on and you ask a question to a reader or you do it within your own records, you're asking, going into your own records, you're getting that yes, like that hell yes to something. And I feel like that is really powerful. And some things are for the future. Some things are like, this is your highest timeline. This is the highest possibility for you. But if you aren't doing the soul work, you might not reach it, or you're making decisions that are keeping you in this path or this timeline versus like, you know, this highest potential. So I just wanted to kind of add in a couple of those kind of notes about the Akashic records. I love how you made that clarification of like, it really is about like, mm, I was just like thinking I lost my train of thought. Hold on, getting it. <laughs> like, 
it's like you i um like it really is about your state of being and being able to access this form of and i love how you kept on going like it's a tool it's not the end all be all it's a tool but it's like really is about your state of being of how to access the collective consciousness and and i love how you said it's like free will but also okay here's the thought that that i was thinking when you said like it's um the tool of akashic records is like the giving you the yes because actually you already know or you already have this intuitive sense and the word power came up for me as i was listening i was like Oh, it's actually like you're not giving power to the tool. The tool is like affirming your own power. Like Jeanette's doing a really big. I know. Like, I know. Yes, like you guys, y'all. <laughs> totally. I like pointing at Jeanette. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it is. is that That's what- it. Okay. Okay. So I, so this is so, this is so intriguing. So now I'm like, I want to shift into like, you know, both of you share about like how using Akashic records is a tool, but also like how has this tool and even just even broader sense spirituality, I guess, deepen your awareness of like who you are as a soul here living in this meat bag as a human being? He's like, raise my hand. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to say something yeah. about this. And I, I think this is the cool thing for me about having a friend like Jeanette is that what, what, um, I've learned through, I, and I would say I learned this from you, Jeanette, like that this is that the ability to trust what you're receiving Mm -hmm. is amazing. And I feel like through the Akashic records, and through the work that we've done exchanges, Jeanette and I just, you know, and so, and we've talked about it. So we're like practicing and we're exploring and it's really cool. And it's, it's like allowing you to receive whatever you receive. And it's not like, you know, intense process. It's just like something drops in and you like see a flower and then you're like, okay, well, I'm seeing a flower and, and just allowing that to be the thing and not to worry about whether it's true or not or whether you're making it up or, you know, but actually like taking what arrives and going with it. And to me, that has been a huge gift in general in my life and in the work I do is being able to be responsive to those things and becoming aware because I feel like everybody gets these thoughts, these images all the time, feelings. And sometimes we ignore them like purposely, but a lot of times we just don't even, we're not even aware. And so what I have found in my learning around the records is that that's where like fine tuning our awareness around what drops in is, is like so cool because there's so much information from that, that we can explore. Like we might not know what it means, but we can, we can sit down and we can be like, what might this mean? And you get something from it. And I feel like the records are the same thing. And we've always said like, take it or leave it. Like if it doesn't resonate with you, I mean, 
fine. Like, but if something resonates, then that's awesome. So it's not like as a reader of the records, we're telling you, you have to believe what we tell you, or, you know, as a receiver of a reading, like that we have, that you have to believe or even like act on what we hear or yeah, but it's more like, take it and let it settle in. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe something will come out of it. And, and trust what you receive. And so that's been the coolest thing for me is that that has spread out into my life in other ways that's like outside of the formal like record reading. Oh, I love that. Like the key themes of like one awareness, but trust in the receiving and then allowing, allowing mm-hmm. yourself to receive, which is, I feel like you've really done that, hard. Jocelyn. I feel like it's really hard, but like it, I, it's really cool. But yes, yes I have. Still practicing everyone. It's a lifetime journey. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, um, I guess Jeanette, I would love to know, like, I mean, you've been in this work, which inspired Brie as well. And then like, also inspired me. I'm like, I, to be all honest, everyone, like Jeanette does these soul stories and literally that blew my, Brie knows, blew my mind. And it's like, it was literally the same thing what Brie just said, trusting you know, and with the, like, it brought up the awareness, but trusting and receiving what was being given to me through Jeanette and allowing and letting the things like simmer and getting curious and like having this, like almost this stance of like awe and wonder of like, oh, this is so cool. And, hmm, you know, and just like allowing yourself to like, let it play out or whatever is going to play out like you know divine timing we kind of touched upon that earlier but yeah definitely I and to speak to that uh Brie did a reading for me two almost two years ago it was like August of 2021 and I just messaged her like a month ago or something and I was like oh my god like some of the things I went back to that reading um, it was remote, so it was written, which was great to have. And I went back to it and it was like things from that reading were landing two years later. So it's like, that's the thing about allowing yourself to just kind of take in what you need to for the moment. Something's always probably going to land in the moment and then like really release and stay open to when it needs to come back in because things are not always for you right now. They might be for you like for later. And speaking to the soul story, the soul story work, which is for the context of like the language that we're using here, it's like an Akashic reading that tells you about your soul's like whole history. And like, so it goes into, you know, your energetic training, which means like what skills you're coming into this lifetime with your soul origin, where your your soul originated, um, life lessons, which is like my favorite thing to go into. So like what your soul's here to learn and what are the experiences that it keeps bringing you? Like, you know, some people are like, it's the same thing keep happening to me. Well, there's a lesson in it. There's a reason why it keeps showing up for you. It wants you to wake up and realize what you need to receive from it. Um, And then there's so many other things, your intuitive gifts, um, just different qualities about what your soul embodies. Um, And all of these things, when we talk about tools, all of this stuff is just so you know yourself. So you can know yourself mm-hmm. and be aware and awakened to like living more consciously in this lifetime. So this is a tool 
much like um, things like we, we talked about this before, right? Like Myers-Briggs, um, the Enneagram, the four tendencies, all these kind of like tools we have to kind of be seen and understood, know ourselves so on a deep level that we can now like, you know, have the language, love, uh, love languages. I love that one. I still go back to that one all the time with people. It's like, what's your love language? How do you receive love? How do you give it? So I can better understand how to exist with that person in my life. And I feel like the soul stories do that same thing. It, it allows you um, a way to see yourself because I think we've kind of just like, we're moving through our life. We're given all these like templates of like, this is how you can do life. Meanwhile, there's like all these like soul urges and clues and information that we're getting to find our own way to be our own person. And it's like, who is that? And I think the soul, you know, soul story allows us to kind of like feel seen in the qualities of who we are and also just helps us understand what our actual purpose is. Because I think that's the big question most people are going through in life, which is like, what is my purpose? (laughs) Like, what am I here to do? Um, And I think having more clarity on what that is allows us to make conscious decisions, especially with the life lessons work. It's like, okay, I know that my life lesson is um, trust. Let's say it's trust. Now, everything I'm experiencing is just an opportunity for me to learn to trust more deeply. And I love what Brie brought up about how the Akashic Records work spilled into like an ultimate lesson of learning how to trust the universe. Like when, I don't know if this will resonate with you all, mm-hmm. but when I was doing uh, coaching full-time, I felt I would spiral. I had so much more self-judgment about my ability to coach. When it comes to the Akashic Records, there is such a need for trust. You have to trust what you're receiving. Otherwise you don't get anything else. There's like, I think that it's just such a relationship. Spirituality is that relationship. It's that relationship to something. And it requires a lot of trust and a lot of like opening yourself up to seeing when the universe is saying you're good or I'm with you. And it's like watching those clues and building trust. I feel like spirituality is just a relationship of trust. I was crying when I was listening <laughs> to Brie because I was like, um, it's so unbelievable. Like my work in the Akashic Records made me spiritual. I wasn't spiritual before the Akashic Records. I didn't meditate. I didn't know anything about the chakras. I was like, I was a mess being like, I don't know. I'm the worst person coming into this because I feel like I'm doing it backwards. But this is why I'm saying that doesn't matter how you get to where you're going, being open to receiving what you feel called to, because that will give you the next part of your journey, the next bit of information about who you are, and it will keep moving you forward in this lifetime. Okay, you both just dropped like major big rocks of wisdom. So if you're listening, you need to rewind, go back (laughs) 10 minutes back because that like hearing Brie, what she just talked about, like awareness, trust, receiving, allowing. And then what Jeanette just said, like spirituality is about relationship and trust. It literally is like, I mean, y'all, if you're listening and you come from the same like religious background as, 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 as me or Jeanette and like just growing up in religion, they're saying the same thing. It's a relationship of trust. You're trusting, you're trusting um, 
an energy, a vibration, you know, a spirit or some, whatever you want to call it. There is no judgment of whatever you want to call it. Okay. Like something outside of yourself that is with you, like you said, Jeanette, with you, and you just have to have awareness, like Re says, that that is available to you to trust it, to receive and to allow yourself to receive. And like, and be open, be open to the possibilities. Because the openness is really important. And that um, like not to feel threatened, and to be more Mm -hmm. curious. Ooh, you know that reframe and a lot of that has to do with the fact that like you actually are far more empowered than a lot of times people feel um and so that mm-hmm. openness it is about trust and relationship but it's like you got to start with like okay i'm going to be open to this like you know and i'm saying this with like you know trepidation like that sometimes that's the way it starts is like, okay, I'm going to try because I don't know, for whatever reason, there's this little part of it that maybe makes sense or feels like truth. And so it's like, yeah, have a little courage and like, be curious. It doesn't mean you have to accept anything. And that's Mm -hmm. the gift out of this is like, you can take or leave at any moment in time. There's, there's no right or wrong in that way. Yeah. I love how you like define the difference between us being open and accepting because I think that you know some of us is like oh if I'm opening that open to something that means I'm okay with it or I'm accepting it and what you just shared was like actually no there's a difference you can be open to be curious about it but then you have the power to choose whether what resonates for you or not what you want to receive and allow in that moment and I love just like going back to like both your stories of how it really has translated in your own life and how it's like impacted all the different facets of your life how and 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 yourself like just your deep in your awareness of just even how you engage with spirituality but how you view spirituality and how it's like impacted where you are now. Like, I think that's just so cool just to hear each of your journeys and where you are and where I'm excited to see where you're going to. <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> what's up ahead, you know? But yeah. So anything else? I guess we touched a little bit about soul stories too. I know I my, I got my soul story read. This is another, is this like related to Akashic Records or is it another type of, Okay. Can you speak more or maybe like your own experience about that um, with soul stories? I mean, I can share my own experience, but like that, I was, I touched upon it, but well, it and was, I can share my yeah, experience. Too. I would love Brie to share because I know I shared mine's. Yeah. yeah. Jeanette, do you feel like you have something you want to share around that? I was just going to clarify. Yeah. Like it's just, um, this information, I go into the Kashuk records to channel this like soul information. Um, a lot of it has already been channeled by many readers. Um, so it's kind of figuring out where the soul lands with that information that essentially has been vetted by many readers. So, um, and then you're just going and using the records to kind of find out, um, what are the intuitive gifts? What are the soul origins? Um, and in the pieces of information about them. So it's just kind of um, 
you know, there, I like the here and now Akashic readings are like, what is present now? So like, what is my highest purpose or how can I get unblocked my, um, my relationship with money or something like that's a very like present here now question versus like the soul story kind of goes into like the history of your soul. Um, if that helps clarify a little bit, but it's all accessed through the records. Thank you for that clarification. Well, and you learned from a very particular teacher too, Mm -hmm. right? Like you went, it's, it's actually the same process for most programs after I, after that I vetted it even deeper. And so that is the process for, um, most people who are channeling soul, soul profiles, just different Mm -hmm. terms people use soul story, soul profile. Um, it's usually coming from the same vetted information. They might have more details that they're pulling out. Um, but yeah, it's more. Well, so I, so I actually had my soul story done by Sarah Noble, who, um, it was a previous guest seat you had, and I found it really powerful. And the cool thing is I can always go back to it. And then Jeanette actually helps to just put it into like her awesome template. And so, um, so it's like kind of in this formal report, which is beautiful. And I love, and I, I think the life lessons has been one of the biggest things for me too, Mm -hmm. in terms of, okay, well, if I've got these, you know, specific areas that I'm growing in, then how does my life speak to that? Or how do my challenges speak to that? Because then it's like this invitation to learn. It's an invitation to grow from the things that you bump up against in life. And I think that's that's one of the things that I think is the coolest. Yeah. It's the co- co-creation just to add that in there. It's just that co-creating your experience because you have more awareness. I love that. This is like another tool y'all. We just talked about a lot of different tools yeah. <laughs> to like doorways. I would say doorways. Doorways is like a new word for me in the season, like of accessing and deepening your awareness and in spirit and entering into um, the practice of spirituality. So I am so thankful for both of you just coming on here onto the show and talking about just this really um, nuanced concept or just nuanced practice of spirituality and just giving the different, you know, um, perspectives of like one, how you engage with it and how you define it. And just all the big rocks. I don't even say nuggets. It's like big rocks of wisdom in this episode. So like, I know for sure. I'm like, when I'm post I'm going to re-listen to like a lot of those gems that both of you shared for all of us be based on where you are in your spiritual journey. And if you're not, if you feel like you're like, I don't feel like I'm on a spiritual journey. Well, then maybe this is an episode. If you're listening that you can listen and receive of what spoke to you from here. So yeah. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. So I just want to say like, to me, this is so super fun. Like this whole process of all the, you know, spiritual tools and like the Akashic records and like whatever else. Cause I think that there's some very down to earth things that we can do too. And I just feel like, you know, it's, it can be taken very seriously. There are, you know, serious things that it impacts in like really wonderful ways, but it's, you know, but it's, fun like take this as fun and like a way to 
engage your imagination and play because that's part of opening up. You know, it's the more tense you are about the whole thing and the more, the more serious you are about it. Um, it's just, it kind of like tightens you up and it doesn't open you up. And so the more you just have fun and not, you know, yeah, not take it too seriously, the more you're going to get out of it. I love that. I, I know, it may yeah. seem counterintuitive, but that's been my experience. I love that invitation. I love that invitation. Um, so before we end, what is your favorite song or genre of music that you love to jam to as a, my first question? And then I have a second question to wrap it up. Um, I'll start. I song that like always speaks to my soul to this day. I don't even like any other song by the band, but um, it's the Shins new slang. And uh, I can, you can put that on at any given time. And I'm like, oh, this is like doing something for me. It's something about the melody. Um, And then if I want to jam, it would be Queen's Break Free. I'm like obsessed with that song. (laughs) Played it at my like wedding, like walk down the, like afterwards, after we said I do, which is so ridiculous, but it made me laugh. So I was like, this is awesome. Oh, awesome. I'm going to have to put both of those on the playlist. How about you, Brie? Well, so I've been really enjoying Maroon 5, which maybe dates me. I have no idea, but I I really have, I, it's like the essentials Maroon 5 and Payphone is one that I've really enjoyed. Um, and I, I, that's the one that I'm coming up with right now. I think they have a more recent one that I really enjoy too, but um, I don't know. It's just been my jam lately is listening to Maroon 5. Yeah, both Jeanette and I are nodding because, you know, we we remember Maroon 5. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, if people, oh, yeah. <laughs> people want to connect with both of you, how could they connect with you each? So, Jeanette, how could people connect with you? Um, probably the easiest way is through my website, aselfempowered.com. Um, and then links to everything else will be there. Thank you. And how about you, Brie? How can people connect with you? So they can go to my website at brieoverly.com. So it's B-R-E-E and then O-V-E-R-L-Y.com. And you can learn more about my coaching work there and you can email me from there too. Great. Thank you so much. Um, And I'll put all those links, um, listeners, in the show notes. And thank you again, Brie and Jeanette, for being on the show and for just this amazing, inspiring, fun conversation. Thank you for bringing thank us you together. So thank you. Once again, thanks for tuning in into the Power Working Mom Revolution podcast. If you found today's conversation super helpful in guiding you as a working mom, I'd love to invite you to share it with a fellow working mom friend, as we would love for this podcast to serve as many working moms. So thanks for sharing it with a working mom friend and I'll see y'all next week on the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, week, weekend, and evening. Bye.